You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Hi, Steve. We, you know, we got we get letters all the time. And by the way, if you're listening to this, if you're first-time listener, if you've been listening to a, a long time, uh, we love getting your letters. Um, and we try to answer as many as we possibly can. And today we are going to do just that. Uh, a, a reader wrote in basically saying that they were caught uh, by their, I can't remember, son or daughter, um, th- having sex. And they weren't, I don't believe, visually caught, but the, 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 uh, the child, uh, they actually might have even been a teenager in this scenario, um, could hear them having sex. And then, you know, when they went down to have uh, breakfast in the morning, the comments came from the kids about, ew, I could hear you guys last night. That's so gross, blah, 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 blah. So the uh, parent was just mortified and embarrassed and didn't know how to handle the situation. And so um, we're going to discuss it. And, you know, we're going to talk about uh, whether it's good or bad or how to handle it and all that good stuff. And uh, Trina is the perfect person with tons of information to discuss this with. So, um, Trina, how did this idea of kids being scared uh, of hearing sex and, and scared of this whole thing get started? Is it really unhealthy for them to know that their parents have sex, or is that just kind of a myth? Well, this has started with Sigmund Freud, and he came up with this idea. It was just a theory. That guy, that, that, guy, is, that guy is responsible for a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, well, I, you know, I, I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with Sigmund Freud. I, I love him because he opened up the idea of sexuality, and he started talking about it in the mainstream. So one of the big reasons we're able to talk about sex in the mainstream is because of Sigmund Freud. Uh-huh. And because he was a pioneer, he theorized a lot of ideas. And, you know, for him, the theories worked, but they were never tested. But However, because he was one of the founding people to come up with ideas, they just stuck. Gotcha. And one of them is this idea that... Um, kids who witness what he called the primal scene uh, would become neurotic because they of their unfulfilled desires to have sex with their parents. So if you know anything about Freud, he always theorized uh, this uh, uh, pedias, oh, no, no, it, it, this idea that you know, we want to have sex with the, our opposite sex parents. Okay. And so if we saw our opposite sex parents having sex, this would make us neurotic. Now, he had no, as we discussed, he had no basis for this. There was no scientific proof after to say, yes, in fact, he's right, but it just stuck. And what I think is so ironic about this is at the time, and even in today's society, the majority of people live in one-room dwellings. So if you look around the world today, the majority of people live in one-room dwellings, and this idea of um, you know, parents having 
you know, the sex on the, you know, by themselves. It, it's 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 a relatively new thing. So um, I think this idea of you know, will the children be scarred if you if they see you having sex? Absolutely not. And I think one of the reasons that my generation, anyways, we grew up with this idea. Oh my God, my parents have sex. Are you kidding me? I thought that they just had sex for as many kids as we have. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they just had sex once or twice, and 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 that's it. It's because. You know, affection and um, demonstrative intimacy and all that was never shown. And because of it, you know, the, the kids feel really weird about it. So when there's not that sense that our parents are sexual beings and, and they don't get to see the parents being intimate and sexual, uh, not, that, not that the parents are having sex in front of the kids, <laughs> yeah. but, just understand, but just understanding that, you know, that they are affectionate. When kids don't get to see that, then they get that idea of, ooh, my parents have sex. When when I have family members, and I hope they're not going to listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> that they have really loud, rambunctious sex. They've had it in my house, and they've woken me up. Like and and their kids just they just roll their eyes. Like their kids are are adults now, and they're like you know like it's just my parent their, their parent my parents have loud sex, and it's really not a big deal, and that's the way it always has been. And 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 wouldn't you know it, these kids also have stable, healthy relationships and what I assume to be stable, healthy sex life. So, you know, these kids, just because they know that their parents have wild, crazy sex, um, it, it has, it, it's affected them positively. They're much more comfortable with their own sexuality. They're comfortable with, comfortable with their parents having sex. But I think it's when we keep it a secret and keep it, you know, something as shameful, that that's when kids get the idea, oh, my parents are having sex. That's so gross. Ew. Um, so I think, you know, it's just a matter of how... We look at it. That being said, you know, I, I don't know of anything that kills a sex drive faster than when your kid walks in on you. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I have a girlfriend, and she owns a sex shop, so she owns a sex shop. And she also has four children, which is probably why she, you know, she owns a sex shop, and that's why she probably has four kids. But she said, you know, like, there was one, there was a couple times where she and her husband were in the middle of things, and one of their little kids had their fingers under the door, and they're, like, look, trying to get into, you know, trying to get mommy, 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 with their fingers under uh -huh. the door, and she's like, like, you know what, I just, I could not get into sex because, you know, my kid's right outside the door. So I think there's a, a happy medium and a balance there. Um, but is it going to harm, be harmful to your child? Absolutely not. In fact, I think one of the, the only ways that kids get this idea of that sex and intimacy go together. So, you know, you have sex in a loving, committed relationship or how kids are going to understand your sexual values, um, you know, whatever they might be, is by understanding and you being demonstrative with your partner so that they can understand what good, healthy sexuality is. And that's about one of the only places that they're going to learn that, because they aren't going to learn it from much music. They're not going to learn it from their, their pals. They're going to learn it from their parents. Okay. And, you know, in this scenario, like I said in the in the beginning, I, I believe the kid might have been in the teenage age, but do kids, and you can kind of help out with kind of what age we're talking here, do they understand that their parents are having sex when they hear noises or something like that, or even if they see them um, up to a certain age? It's a good question. The kids' development... So when you look at a child's development, you know, a child 
learns to crawl and then learns to walk and then learns you know so there's a development and, and it's and it's staged and with each development the child also has a, a sexual development so we all we're born sexual creatures and and with each you know as the child grows older he or she goes into different stages of their sexual development so you know if if you were to take a two-year-old and put the two-year-old um and you know show them some pornography and i know somebody's going to just get completely lose their mind about <laughs> me being a two-year-old with pornography but if you were to show a two-year-old pornography they would have no clue what's going on they just wouldn't understand it because they're not at that that developmental stage to understand that um so if you know if a child is less than five they probably just don't they do not understand what going on they probably think uh, the parents are wrestling or you know you know just you know that they're playing or something and so you know if their child is less than five then you just assure them that this is how mommy and daddies love each other and you know and and then just you know change the topic and just be matter of fact about it now when a kid gets to be about six to ten they're starting to to understand sexuality and they're starting to watch the tv and like it's starting to to gauge on them and you know so if if your child is you know between six and ten and they walk in on you and you just have to say to them, um, matter of factly, you know, I can see that you're acquisitive. You know, some adults do things that kids don't understand, and and change the topic. And you know, like, but it, it's not. Don't you know? Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't you know? Make them feel shame, and um, you know, don't try and create even more drama around it. Just say, you know what? Sometimes t- kids. The adults do things that kids don't understand. Now, when it's a teenager, so when they're 12 and up, um, they know exactly what you're doing. And so this is where, you, you know, this is where you have to have, a, you know, a semi-adult conversation to say, you know what, you know, we are, uh, we're a partnership, we're married, or we're, we're, we're a partnership anyways, and this is, this is what we do. And, you know, then here are our boundaries with you. So you might not like it or accept it, or you might find this gross, but this is something that we have to do. And if our door is locked, that means don't come in, because if you come in, you might not like what you see. So, um, so I think, you know, I think it's more that once you, once the kids understand, and if you set boundaries with kids early, like if kids know, um, with, you know, by the time that they're five, that when the mom and dad's door is locked, that means that they're having sex. You know, it's not a big deal for kids. And, you know, this is something a lot of parents go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that my, you know, you would, you would tell your child that you're having sex. Well, really, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal for the kids. And, you know, and when it shouldn't be a big deal for the parents. So, uh, you know, if you start early enough, setting boundaries is going to be infinitely easier than trying to, than waiting for the kid to be a teenager and knowing exactly what's going on and, you know, that whole overcoming that awkwardness around, you know, we're, we're sexual beings and we're going to have sex and that's the way it is. Um, it's just much easier just to do it, to start boundaries, set boundaries when they're younger. Okay. And w- one of the things that I mentioned also about this person who wrote in was it wasn't just that their kid was embarrassed. It was about that the parent themselves were embarrassed too and they didn't know how to respond to the situation because, you know, they, you know, they weren't comfortable with their kid knowing that they had just had sex. So what, what can they say to their child, um, you know, when they get face to face the next time? 
Well, I think it's just a, it's just a matter of, like we said, sitting. It's, it sounds like this, this kid was a teenager. It's just sitting down with them and saying, you know what, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have sex, and it's, it's awkward. You know, right now it seems to be awkward. And when our door is closed and, our, and the lock is on, you know, please don't come in because, we'll, you know, you, you'll see something that you don't like. And, you know, if, if your child walks in on you having sex, they are not going to be um, maimed for life, as we've already discussed. Yeah. But I think that, but I, I agree with you, Steve. I think the hardest obstacle for parents to overcome in this situation is knowing that their kids are outside the door, maybe listening in, understanding that they are having sex. It's like that's the biggest hurdle that parents have to overcome because, you know, like it's, it's one thing if, if your child is on the other side screaming, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. I mean, like, really, there's yeah. no way, I don't <laughs> think, you could have sex at that point. But if, if your kids, like, if you punch your kids down in front of the TV with a video and some pizza and you're off in the bedroom with your partner having some time together, that's a completely different that's a completely different situation. So, um, you know, like, like if your kids are on the TV, like watching the, the video, knowing that you're in the bedroom having sex with your partner, um, and it, that's, it's okay. It's okay. And I think parents just have to overcome this idea of, you know, sex is shameful, sex is dirty, we, we don't want to teach our kids to, you know, stuff. And, you know, when, when they know, when kids know that you're having sex, it's, it's only going to be good for them. I don't know how many times they can say this to you. <laughs> and more times, you know, the kids understand that you have a healthy sex life. It's only good for the children. It's going to set them up for better, healthy relationships themselves. So, so the embarrassed parent really just needs to be comfortable with the fact that it's it's actually good for their kid, you know, it's not going to damage their kids if they know they're having sex, and in fact, it could be. Yeah, good for well, them. It's, I, but I I understand. I get I get your reader. Like I get that it's really embarrassing. And the thing is, like, I've talked to too many parents, especially parents of teenagers, who've just stopped having sex because they just. They're just so embarrassed. They just can't do it. And so, you know, like, I guess, you know, in this situation, my, my only advice can be you have to weigh, you know, your relationship versus, you know, your primary relationship with your partner versus your relationship with your kid. You know, your kid hopefully is going to be out the door when they're 18, hopefully. You know, so, yeah. you know, and when your kid leaves, you still got your partner. And if you haven't been able to connect with them on that level, years and years and it's been awkward it's going to be really messy when once they move out because you still got each other and you know so i think you know you have to just weigh that you know your primary relationship with your partner is is, is more important than your relationship with your child in that sense and so you know sometimes you just gotta i guess grit your teeth put your head down and you know just go and have sex even though they know that you're having sex and it's you know it's going to be awkward the first few times but i think once you get into that mindset and get used to this idea it, it will get easier okay hopefully. okay and then so to kind of wrap things up here uh what can parents do to make for better privacy and to continue their sex lives as kids grow older and then begin to understand what's going on in the other room i think first of all there has to be a discussion with each other about why you may not be having sex because of the children, so that discussion has to take place. Um, the next thing you have to discuss is if you feel any guilt with um, with this scenario, and then um, 
you have to say you have to come work as a team to say, okay, what are our sexual boundaries? Like, what what do we want to present to our kids to say here are our boundaries? You know, and then you got to go to the the hardware store and get a good lock for your door. And if you are paranoid about making noise, then get some white noise like a, a humidifier or maybe uh, a CD player. I guess it's not a CD player anymore; it's an iPod or something. But just get some kind of musical thing to put by your door if you're paranoid about the the noise you know a loud fan or something and and you know and then and establish the rules with your kids so you know first you have to discuss as a couple how this is affecting your relationship then you got to discuss what are our boundaries with our kids and then you got to actually put it into action by getting a good lock and and getting you know some white noise and then just doing it you know just just saying okay we're going to do it and i you know by doing that it should just hopefully naturally fall into place Okay. And one of the things that uh, you actually have been posting a lot of videos and you have a lot of really great videos on your website and you've been uh, also posting them on Hitched is you just recently talked about shower sex and that being a way that you guys can still maintain some intimacy and, you know, the kids don't really, you know, you got, that's kind of encompassing all things. It's, it's got a door lock on the door already. It's got the, the white noise with the shower and uh, you got your privacy. Yeah, you know, and all you need to do is get a little bottle of silicone lube, just a little one, slide it behind your shampoo, and you're good to go, you know. And, and, and the thing about showers, I mean, you don't even get me started on showers. <laughs> but, you know, like, the thing is, it, it can be a 10-minute interlude with your partner. And, it, you know, so it's 10 minutes. You can slip in the shower, have a nice, you don't even have to have sex. You, know, you can just have a nice time with your partner and then get out, and, you've, you know, you've had that, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a long time. But it's just creating that moment. So, yes, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, a big advocate of shower sex. <laughs> okay. <Huge. Yeah. laughs> and so, like I said, um, we'll, we'll, this will wrap it up. But uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please do so. Go to Trina's website, havesexafterkids.com, what an appropriate website to visit after this uh, topic, right? Havesexafterkids.com. Yes. Um, and like I said, Trina has tons of videos up there, um, posting new ones all the time and they're filled with great information um, and lots of tips so please be sure to do that uh, Trina if you are unaware and haven't listened to the past podcast which after this episode I hope you will uh, has a doctorate in human sexuality and is also an international speaker and as I mentioned she offers free sex tips on her website havesexafterkids.com also, TrinaReed.com and BestSexTipsEver.com. And uh, Trina's videos are Dr. Trina Answers, which are a series of Q&A videos. And you can find those on her website as well as on the Married Life Network. Trina also has a book if you guys are looking for a stocking stuffer this year. It's Till Sex Do Us Part, and you can find that on Amazon, or we actually have a bookstore that you can uh, purchase it there. And last but not least, Trina is on Twitter, at Dr. Trina Reed, and I am on Twitter as well, at Hitched Media. And uh, please, uh, before we go here, uh, subscribe on iTunes or your Zoom player or whatever. But more than that, give us some feedback. Let us know what you like or don't like. You know, it's kind of the end of the year, so I like to get feedback on how we've been doing lately. Uh, you know, rate the podcast, all that stuff, uh, you know, to see if we need to make any changes or how we can improve things. So 
check that out. And until next time, thank you so much once again, Trina, and I can't wait to do this again soon. Me too, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. And uh, we're probably really close to the holidays, so have uh, happy holidays, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.